It's time for another episode of Squaring Up the Sharp. We are already on to week four here in this NFL season. I am Max Carroll. I'm joined by my co-host, Austin Weinrich. How are you doing, Austin? Uh, trying to recover from a rough weekend over here, betting-wise, and <laughs> just watching New York football, to be honest. I'm tired of it. I'm done. What uh, what was more painful for you, Be- the betting uh, or the uh, New York football? Oh man, that's uh, a rock and a hard place. <laughs> I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna go. I would, I would imagine it's New York football because yeah, this is just, I, I it's can, horrendous. I can make more money. I can't take back the time I wasted watching. <laughs> that's true. Time is the money. Giants. Time is money, and uh, you can't get it back. That was um, well, we watched it. We watched it over here. And that was a good uh, waste of three hours of your life. Yeah, it actually kills the whole day. That you don't even want to enjoy the 4 o'clock games. I came over here, and I was so excited. I was (laughs) pumped up. I'm like, you know, we're going to hang out. You're going to have some drinks. We're going to have some food. And then about 30 minutes in, I was just like a miserable, you know, whatever you want to call me. Uh, And it just ruined Sunday for you, you know? I hate to say it because I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to admit that, like, you know, football is that big of a part of my life because it, it's really at the end. Of, it's really not at the end of the day. But you it do is. invest a lot of time. You invest a lot of time <laughs> into into watching and and rooting, and it just does not. Uh, it doesn't feel good right now as a New York uh, football fan. Whether you're either side, <laughs> either side. Well, that's because at the four o'clock game, the first play of the Jets game was a pick six. First play was a pick six, and then uh, you know we 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 actually waited to record this week because uh, the Thursday night game was just going to be awful. Yes, there were points, but uh, I know you didn't actually. I didn't waste a second of my time. You didn't waste a second of your time. I did, uh, and it was just you know penalty after penalty after penalty. I think the. I think there were combined like twelve penalties. When you know when you have two zero and three teams, there's a reason why they're both zero and three. What did the Jets give up? Seven sacks in that game, or something? Yeah, there's they had like four personal fouls, three roughing <laughs> the passer. Like it was just, it was just awful. You had more injuries. Uh, it was just, you know, it ended up being a game that came down to the wire. Uh, but then you know at the end of the game, the Jets couldn't tackle Melvin Gordon as he's running into the end zone. So uh, I think Brett. Brett Rippon, rookie, <laughs> uh, rookie quarterback for the Broncos, he was able to block one of the corner. Like, it was just uh, you know typical, uh, you know. And I was ugly, talking ugly football. Yeah, I was talking to our buddy Kevin, who's a big big Jets fan, and you know everybody's ripping on Darnold and saying that uh, you know he's he's you know they gotta they gotta go after Trevor Lawrence. Everybody's saying that now. Darnold's not not good. He, they gotta go after Lawrence, and it's like there's what eight a, teams going after Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, wh- yeah, and, and and what have the Jets done to help this guy out? He's throwing a Jam- Jamison Crowder. He's throwing a this guy named Cager who tore his ACL <laughs> yesterday. I think. Who is it? Brexton Barrios. Braxton Barrios, who you know he's actually played pretty well, but. He looks like he has the best connection with Donald. When your starting running back is Frank Gore and your best wide receiver is Jamison Crowder, you know, and this isn't Frank Gore 15 years ago. This is Frank Gore at th- age 37, uh, you know. Running pro- for th- three and a yards, three maybe. yards a carry, you know, whatever he, whatever he ran for yesterday. But it's just tough to watch, and that's the type of stuff where it's like, uh, you know, 
Thursday night football is already tough sometimes because it's a short week and there's there you, there typically are a lot of penalties and there's you know some weird games. But this was you just knew that this was going to happen. And the only reason I watched it is because me you had money. We had a little <laughs> we, we had a little fun. We had some prop bets and things like that. So uh, we you have to do that for some of these games. <laughs> Uh, but it ends up being a big waste of money. So, uh, with that said, I uh, didn't plan on starting off that way, <laughs> but kind of had to based on uh, how the game went last night. Uh, but we got a good show for you. Typical. Uh, we're going to do the typical uh, run through. We're going to throw some stuff in there. Austin's got a little game. We're gonna we're gonna do so. Um, let's start off with uh, how our week nine picks went against the spread. I had a pretty good week. Uh, how, how about uh, you want to give us the rundown? Hey, uh, yeah, you went uh, four and one over there, which was a great week for you. That brings your record up to nine and six on the season, and uh, you're plus two ten betting wise. Plus two ten after that first week uh, losing. You know, I was two and three the first week. I've I've caught fire a little bit here, so let's keep it rolling. Yeah, and then uh, I had a miserable week going one and four. Uh, getting killed by the Falcons, blowing another lead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we're, we'll we'll get to them. We'll, and then uh, we'll get to them. <laughs> the Titans uh, only winning by one. Had the to ti- hit a game-winning field goal again. I want the Titans and the Bills to play each other because <laughs> they just they always they just wait till the last second to win the game, and you know I'm curious to see how that would work out. You know they're just. Two teams that you know they're kind of like the uh, the cardiac kids. They just <laughs> want to you know give you a heart attack if you're a fan of those teams. So yes, um, that uh, that brought my overall record to seven and eight on the season, and I am at minus one seventy now betting wise after being up the first two weeks. Okay, so it's been it's been a, a bad tough, swing, this tough week. slog, but uh, still plenty of season left. And I think as the season goes on, you get a feel for some of these teams. It's always tough the first couple weeks. I know you mentioned it, I think, after week two uh, that, you know, Vegas is starting to get a good yeah. feel. And you can uh, see it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my, my wins this week, I had Pittsburgh minus four. They were my double down. Uh, they beat the uh, Texans by seven. Tampa Bay minus six. They didn't have any issues this week. Green Bay plus three with the uh, Saints game. Uh I wasn't too surprised about that. I thought Green Bay was in good position, and then our head-to-head Kansas City plus three. Uh, and we'll talk – that was kind of the big game of the week. We'll talk about that a little bit more, but um, kind of surprised by that outcome a little bit. Um, To be honest, I think the Chiefs kind of rope-a-doped us the week before with the Chargers. I think they played real basic. They didn't want to show the Ravens anything. Yeah. I mean, you could get away with it with that team. It didn't help that, you know – Hurt. They didn't prepare for Herbert, and they kind of looked out of whack. But yeah, I, I agree. I think they kind of saved their. You saw some. You saw some weird stuff in this. Yeah, game. weird. Some trickery. Not weird, but trickery. Yeah, like I different mean, formations that they didn't want to show on film. They did some weird play where they just they faked it like three times and then just shoveled it straight forward to Sherman, and he just walks into the end zone. Nobody's around. It's just yeah. Everyone took the Kelsey bait because they've ran that play before, but it's usually the Kelsey. Yeah. And you're not expecting it to go to Sherman, the fullback. Yeah. So Andy Reid's always been kind of funky with his play calls. It usually works out, but uh, that's the type of stuff you can do when you have Patrick Mahomes. So, um, you know, let's see what week four brings. Uh, both right, you know, nine and six for me, seven and eight for you. Uh, all it takes is one week to get back into the, oh, those yeah, uh, winning ways. So 
Uh, let's keep it going. Um, let's let's hit on our fantasy or how our fantasy picks did for week three. All right. Um, yeah, I think I won the week, to be honest with you. Um, Quarterback-wise, I had Wilson and Wentz, and they both had pretty solid games. Wilson went almost off for 40, yep. and Wentz was uh, 23 and a half. Yep. You had, uh, what was it, Murray and Herbert? I had, yeah, Murray. I mean, he had he had three picks, so that took you know he probably he would have been around right the, there. Yeah, he would have been around the thirty point mark, but he finished with just under twenty five. Uh, had another rushing touchdown, which just gives him a lot of value. I mean, he's that's huge he, for quarterbacks because yeah. that's a two point swing. He only had twenty nine rush yards, but he had the touchdown and then the two throwing. Um, it was kind of a weird game, but still, I mean, he's you know one of those guys that can get you points in many different ways. So. Uh, it's never uh, a bad idea to lock him in uh, to the quarterback position. And then my sleeper was Herbert. Uh, he had th- he had 330 yards, but he only had one touchdown, and then he had a pick and a fumble lost. Uh, so he only finished with 15.7 points on. Uh, that's what I had it as anyway. I think our I think my numbers might be a little off uh, based on what we were talking about earlier, but uh, not a great game from him um, for that sleeper. So. Overall, I agree. I think you you won the week. So, how about how'd your running backs do? Um, I had Derrick Henry who uh, had thirty points and uh, Kenyon Drake at uh, eight point nine, and you had Delvin Cook at twenty nine point nine and Adrian Peterson at nine point five. So, I'd consider that a push. Okay, we both had uh pretty solid choices there. Um, Henry, of course, didn't get started until what late third typical fashion <laughs> you know just wear a team down and then you know me and you were within the you know inside the five and then a quick turnover and then all of a sudden he's in at the five again the yeah Titans, and he gets another touchdown yeah so, so that he had like two touchdowns in two minutes game time yep no it was very nice i had him on uh probably 50 percent of my teams so he was killing me in the first half and then he ends up uh doing well in the second half i i misspoke uh just to go back to it. Herbert had 19.7. I don't know why I calculated at mm-hmm. 15.7, but uh, he had 19. So that's, I mean, it's not bad for a, for a $5,900 quarterback, almost, almost uh, you know, three and a half times. So, But back to running back. Um, yeah, what did Derrick Henry have point-wise? 30. All right, so. Yeah, it know, was a point. Yeah. A 0.10% difference. Yeah. Um, let me bring up Cook here. Uh, Cook was my lock. He had yeah twenty nine point nine. So so pretty much uh, right there. My numbers are off. I'm gonna I I don't know why they're you know Dalvin Cook one eighty one and a touchdown. He was just running all over that uh, Titans defense. Yeah, that, that was that was <laughs> a you know didn't even show up. Yeah, that was a uh, a running back game right there. Um, the quarterbacks didn't really do much, but. Uh, yeah, like, and then Adrian Peterson. I mean, he had, he carried the ball twenty two times. Yeah, yeah. He had it the was a workhorse. He had the, the volume lines. there. He just you know the the yards per carry weren't there, and he didn't get in the end zone. If he got in the end zone there, that's a that's, that's a big a, difference. That's a big pick uh, for the week. So, um, you know, he's but isn't it, it's interesting though because nobody like the Lions got this guy for, for like free. nothing. And, and I know, cut. I know you want you keep asking why didn't the Jets like take a flyer on this guy instead of signing Frank Gore? Uh, I don't know when exactly they signed Frank Gore if it would have worked out that way, but well, no, I, uh, 
Peterson went to camp with the Redskins. He was in camp all. Yeah. Yeah, they cut him because of Gibson. They, you know, they said they Gibson was they like the next, the next and guy. And to be honest, he looks pretty solid. Yeah, he looks good. I mean, for a rookie, they've gotten him involved as the weeks have gone on. But Peterson, he's still got something left in the tank. Like, I, I how old is he now? He's got to be like 34, 35, I think. Yeah, I think right around there. He's a, he's a few years younger than Frank Gore. But, like, I, I still think that people don't want to tackle this guy. It's it's definitely a complete difference watching Adrian Peterson run still and watching Frank Gore run. Yeah, and he, I mean, yeah, he had twenty two for seventy five and then one catch for ten yards. He's not he's not gonna get you any points out of the backfield receiving wise, but I mean, he just runs angry still. Like he's he kind of scares me watching him. Like I feel bad for anyone who has to try to tackle him because he's so big, but um, he's still got a lot left in the tank. Wide receiver, we both had the same lock and sleeper. We made sure not to do that again this week <laughs> just to give you a little bit of variety. But um, you want to run- give the rundown on those, uh, those Yeah, we wide had uh, DJ Metcalf at 23 points. Um, Should have been more. Talk about that in one second. And uh, Darius Slayton on the Giants at uh, 7.3. And the Giants were just so out of whack. The yeah. game flow was perfect for him. He should have had a bunch of garbage time points, but... The, looks like the Giants just gave up at that point. Yeah, the Giants suck. Um, Slayton, he was set up for a big game. What did, what did he have? No, um, 8.3? Or 7.3. Yeah, I think it was... Uh, with uh, the fumble lost, so th- that's... Yeah, that I think it was four catches, away. 43 yards, and a fumble. Yeah, so, you know, obviously expected more from him. The Giants, like you said, just looked like they had no idea what the hell was going on. They had no interest in being there, which is crazy because the 49ers were so beat up. And this was the game. It was like, all right, Dan- I know it was there for the taking. buddies were like, oh, Daniel Jones, he's going to be a good quarterback pick. I agreed. I didn't. I had him on one. I, I went nuts this weekend. I had like, <laughs> you know, FanDuel has the $4 millionaire. I just, I just threw like. 30-something teams in there, and I had exposure to a lot of the big guys, and I had one Daniel Jones team. He scored, like, three points or something. <laughs> like, it was just... It was awful. Yeah, he just looked lost out there. Um, but you mentioned DK Metcalf. Every game so far this season, so he has four catches in each game. 90-something yards. 95 in the first game, 92 in the second game, 110 in the in this past week, and a touchdown in each game. All right, so, you know, the definition of consistency. Yeah, I mean, he's consist. He's getting uh, about you know eight to nine eight, targets, eight targets a game, roughly. Uh, and you know, you'd like to see him get a couple in PPR. You'd like to see him get a couple more catches, but I mean, a touchdown a game. You can't really do much better than what he's doing right now. He's get he's getting twenty twenty fantasy points a game. He's averaging. I mean, you could do a little better if you uh, run into the end zone all the way instead of yeah. slowing down. Uh, that's that's a good point. Um, I don't I don't really know what he was thinking there because he didn't beat him off the ball. He didn't beat him by that much. He like, looked, he thought he beat the corner by like thirty yards, and yeah. he beat him by maybe a yard. <laughs> I hate seeing plays like that because it pisses me off. But on the other end of it, I like see the the corner doesn't give up on the play. You know, I, so I like that because I don't think that a lot. It's it's almost like the the baseball players that don't run to first base. And then there's an error. Yeah, and then <laughs> they they should have been. You know, Cano's been known. Robinson Cano, who's now on the Mets, he's been known for that. He doesn't run it out. And then it's like, 
you know, or or you know doesn't run hard out of the box and it should be a double instead of a single stuff like that. So I, I like seeing the the effort plays um, by those guys. But yeah, that was that was rough. Uh, should have been in the you know thirty point range. Yeah, that would have made him probably what a top tier wide receiver. Would have made that would have put him in the uh, in the top five uh, for fantasy wide receivers that week. So um, kind of really disappointing with that. He did play well, obviously, and and got you some points if you had him. So he's a good pick. Uh, let's go to tight end because I can't seem to get tight end right. <laughs> How'd you do? Uh, I had Zach Ertz, who had 14 points, but that was basically just because there are no Eagle receivers left on the team. And uh, I had Hooper as my sleeper, who uh, 5.5. I thought he'd be more involved with the Browns, but uh, it doesn't look like it. I I just don't think Mayfield likes throwing to him for some reason. But, you know, they brought him in there, paid him all that money, and Mayfield just doesn't want to throw him the ball. So, uh you know, I had him as my lock. Like you said, he, he had 5.5 points. He had three catches for 25 yards. And my sleeper was Logan Thomas, who had 7.1 points. He had four catches for 31 yards. So uh, not much to write home about there. Uh, and let's finish up with defense. I picked the uh, Chargers, who had uh, four points. I think they just had four sacks. And mm-hmm. the Giants, who finished with a nice negative two. Yeah, the Giants <laughs> were like the big pick this week uh, on everybody's radar for defense because of what they were going up against. A backup quarterback, a third-string running back, uh, uh, a third-string tight end. Uh, rookie <laughs> wide receiver starting, you know, there's their number one guy. Uh, and the sad part is, to be honest, I didn't think the defense played that bad. Well, the offense just <laughs> couldn't, like... I think the the time of possession was insane. It was like f- the the 49ers had the ball for 40 minutes. Yeah, it was like 40 to 20. So the offense just couldn't do anything on on, on the field. They couldn't move the ball. Uh like we said Slayton wasn't involved. Engram, I mean what the hell's going on with him? After last year everybody was saying, "Oh, he's going to be, you know, so he's going to be great for this team." He can't you know, what is he doing? If you have they, tight end hype in New York, it was the same thing said about Chris Herndon. Yeah, exactly. And that's what we were talking about last night. Herndon, everybody was saying that he's, he's going to have a break. He's going to be the next breakout tight end. It's like Darnold doesn't want to throw him the ball. Uh, and Daniel Jones, I don't know what the hell is going on with him, but he's almost unwatchable at this point. He's still doing the stuff he was doing last year. He's slow making decisions. He fumbles constantly. He's throwing picks. He's had... How many games? Was the stat we saw? I think it was uh, only one game with no turnovers yeah. his whole career already. Yeah, and that's what you like. You can deal with a rookie who, um, you know, what do they say? They a ro- out of the box. A rookie takes some time to acclimate, especially at the quarterback position, to the speed of the game and all that. So you want to see good decisions, okay? Not only is he not making good decisions. But he has no ball security and basically no awareness of what's going on around him. And that's the type of stuff that you're like, all right, this is gonna this might be a problem. Because you can teach ball security, but <laughs> I mean, at this point, what do you have to do? Because it's just constantly a problem. And I don't know, I don't know, you know, you can't say what what can you say now? It's he's you know what? Two, three. He's he's played seventeen games. 
Yeah. He I took over was... after week two of last year, right? Yeah, he started week three, but uh, he missed, what was it, like week he missed, So So he's had 16 games under his belt pretty much. And uh, he's he's like Jameis Winston territory for turnovers. Yeah, it was he, close Jameis last Winston, year. Yeah, Jameis Winston I think is number one since the start of last year, and Daniel Jones hasn't didn't even play the first two weeks, and he's number two because he just can't hold on to the ball. It's so frustrating. Everyone's like, "Oh, you know, he's got he's got the he's got the goods." You know, oh, Gettleman loves him. You know what? If this if he continues this, uh, the Giants are set back another basically three years. Yeah. And you're seeing it with the Jets now. The difference between the Jets and the Giants is you could, that you could argue the Giants have put some weapons around Daniel Jones and the Jets have not. So just imagine if they, like, I'm thinking, all right, if the Giants had Darnold right now, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> and, and, and Darnold hasn't even looked that good, but you, but as we were saying earlier, I mean, you, you can't say that. It's <laughs> two different drafts. You can't say that, but... You just compare the two New York teams, and the Giants shouldn't be 0- They're 0-3 in a division that is being led by the Cowboys at 1-2. and It's disgusting. The Eagles don't have a win. They freaking tied last week. The Giants get blown. What was the final score of this game? 35-9 uh, or something? Yeah. Did they even oh, score 30, a touchdown? 36-9. It was they didn't even the score first a touchdown. time... Uh, that score has ever been had in an NFL game. Thirty-six to nine, and so they didn't score a touchdown. No, it's embarrassing. It is embarrassing, and, and they I've, didn't score a touchdown until late against the Bears. And Joe Judge, you know, he he could be, he might be a great coach. I don't know. I haven't seen anything like during the game where I'm like, oh, this, you know, like this guy's this guy can't manage the game or this guy whatever, but. If, you know, if your quarterback's if anyth- turning the ball over, how is it his fault? If anything, what? I mean, I forgot that they even hired Jason Garrett, who's supposed to be like this great offensive, you know, guy. No, no. I forgot that he that they even hired him as the offensive coordinator. Because it was a bad hire. I bitched about it all offseason that this was a horrible hire. And then, it's only going to bite them in the ass because you see what they're doing. They run on first down for what? It's two Kevin yards? Gilbride all over yeah. again. It's run. It's or it's. Incomplete pass on first down, run for a yard and a half, two yards on second down. Now you're in third and eight. You run a draw play because you don't trust your quarterback. And it's like... Or you run this stupid tight end option route, which I've watched Daniel Jones throw three interceptions on. It's the same play. Either Ingram doesn't know what to do or Jones doesn't know what to do. And they just don't know how to read the defense. Each one thinks it's... Zone or man, and they're just not on the same page, and it's disgusting. Yeah, and it's right to the sticks, and you watch the linebackers sit on it every just, game. Yeah, I mean, I think you called it before it even happened last week. We were sitting there watching, and you're like, "Oh, they're gonna run that play," and that's exactly what they did. And then he throws the pick, and if you could see it coming, I guarantee you, NFL defensive coordinators can see it coming. I would, I would <laughs> think so. I would. I would agree with that. Uh, so everybody was on the Giants this week. They lay an egg. You know, I don't even I, I don't ca- I don't even care if they win a game this year. Honestly, they j- just go zero sixteen. So we can fire, fire Gettleman. Dave Gettleman. But the, then you know, 
how do, I don't know. You just see that so many times where you fire the GM, you bring in a new GM, and then they want their own guy. And it's like, I don't want them to give up on Joe Judge because I feel like. I do like the know, culture he's bringing, but yeah, if like you don't it. win, there's no culture. So no. who cares? I like, you know, they were talking about him in, uh, you know, in the in preseason where he, you know, started practice all from scratch all over again because he wasn't. Ha- I like that. I like that, like, you know, hard ass mentality. But if you're not winning, then it doesn't matter at the end of the day. I think Gettleman's time is coming to an end. I hope so, because all he, okay. So we talked, and we're getting off on a thing here because honestly, this is just our biggest loser segment. Yeah, because it's New York football. Because yeah. on the other side of town, you got Adam Gase, who still has a job after going zero and four. He's zero and four. He's done nothing in his career. He he ruined Ryan Tannehill. Almost ruined Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill had to go to another freaking. A team just and he looks like a serviceable quarterback. He yeah. looks like a solid NFL quarterback. And the Titans go to the AFC Championship game last year with Tannehill. Now the Titans are three and zero with Tannehill, and it's like, so what was so special about this guy that they just had to hire him? Oh, he's oh he coached Peyton Manning. He worked what one and, year with Peyton Manning. Yeah, and 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 everybody knows that Peyton Manning was his own offensive coordinator. So what was so special about this guy that they were like, oh, we need to hire him. We need to hire him, and he's done. He has ruined this team between Le'Veon Bell and getting. Uh, he he didn't like the GM, so he got the GM fired, right? <laughs> yep. Uh, brought in hit, hit, but they had him like basically choose the. G- it's all backwards. And what was it? Uh, but they let the GM draft before they fired him. Yeah, it, it just <laughs> like it makes no sense. How they how they went about it. I mean, you you have said, you know, Gettleman as far as like bringing in Bradbury, he's looked good. The defense has looked better. Brought in Blake Martinez, who's a tackling machine. The defense has played better, but then they go out and do this. And With, I don't. The even, offense should have been set this year. This, the offense shouldn't have been any concern this year. This whole, I mean, it's hard to say. I love Barkley. But this is obviously turning out to be, like, just a it's, just it's a, a dangerous it's territory a, it, right now. It, it's it's borderline bad pick. Like it's well, I mean, you could say that it's been a bad pick. It's borderline terrible pick. Number two overall pick. I don't I don't even know who they could have gotten if they didn't take Barkley. Um, uh, well, I think it, they it was the same draft as Darnold. It was Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen. Yeah. And Lamar Jackson, but no one was drafting Lamar Jackson that early. No, so no, no. That's hindsight. I mean, nobody was freaking drafting Daniel Jones this early, and he did that. So who knows? But uh, it's 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 yeah, like you said, dangerous territory. And I, you know, what what can you say about it? The Giants have been irrelevant since what? I th- think twenty fifteen. Yeah, the, the worst the record uh, since I think. 2017 or something, they're like 12 and 32 or something, and the Jets are second worst at like 16 and. That's crazy. That's crazy that New York football. I mean, the same thing for the Mets. Like, no, I don't, I don't know. Like, a big market team. You would think, you know, the NFL is a little different than baseball as far as, you know, the salary cap. You have to spend a certain amount. 
what is it? You have to spend uh, within like 10% of the top amount. I think it's like 90% of your cap, available cap you have to spend. But then it's like it's an accounting trick that you can do where it it averages out over three seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do like a salary dump one year. Yeah, like the Jets had, you know, 90 million in cap. Uh, They didn't spend all of it, but, you know, 90 million in cap. And you give money to a running back who you don't even, the coach, the coach hates. (laughs) He'd rather, I mean, he's hurt now, but even last year. And then uh, CJ Mosley has played one game for them in two seasons. He opted out this year, but he got hurt week one. And then you never saw him again last season. Yeah. And, and I mean that injuries are tough. You can't. You, you, it's tough to judge off of injuries, but because C.J. Mosley was one of the top linebackers in the game, they bring him in, and now it's just you know the Jets injury after injury after injury. Darnold can't do anything because he doesn't have any weapons. There's no offensive line. Like it's just the same story every year, and now it's the same thing with the Giants. So, uh, you know, is it a race for? I don't know. <laughs> if one of these two teams has the first pick, are they passing on Trevor Lawrence? Are they uh, going to trade out? Are, like, I don't see how you can pass on Trevor Lawrence. Because you got to assume Adam Gase is getting fired, so that's a new head coach. I was talking about this over the weekend. Why not bring in uh, Dabo Sweeney, pay him some money, and bring think, him out of college? You think he would leave? He's like a god. He is there. a god, but he's kind of a younger guy, so maybe he wants to he take his chance and yeah. is at the NFL. Yeah, and if he doesn't like it he'll go back to college and any school will hire him and he'll be yeah, the highest paid uh, college coach. i guess he got he'll be the best college coach again because uh that's what nick saban did couldn't cut it in the nfl yeah and went back to college and just dominated i mean even you know pete carroll uh you know went that route he nfl went to college and now came back to the nfl you could do the reverse go start in college <laughs> go to the nfl go back to college if you want to so uh, it's just it's hard to wrap your mind around how bad these two teams are and they just consistently just seem like they don't care about getting better. And it's it's just it's tough to watch. Um, but, yeah, that kind of took over, I, you know. Our biggest losers. Talk about biggest losers. I just put, you know, I didn't even write any notes on this. I just put what a disgrace. <laughs> like, it's yep. just a disgrace. And we both had that separately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, New York teams were horrible. Yep, and uh, I guess you know. Let's just stay. With, let's stay with the losers, and then we'll go to the winners. We'll, we're neg- We're on the negative trend right now. Let's stick with that, and then we'll go back to positive before we get into week four. Uh, the other, uh, another biggest loser I have, um, for the same the freaking Falcons. Like, yeah, no, can me too. Can they? Can they do? Just close out just one game. Cl- just close a game. Just close a game. You want to talk about like just tough to watch two weeks in a row it's it's like a trend like you know you like a car car crash you just have to look at it when you drive by it it's like you have to watch the falcons at the end of the game to see what they're going to do next that's two weeks in a row i don't i don't know what they use to calculate win probability but it it was over 98 percent. yeah both games 98 percent. both games i mean this game the bears were playing so bad they brought in nick Foles, who was actually one of my biggest winners because uh, yeah, he was one of mine too. So. The legend just grows with Nick Foles. Big Dick Nick just comes <laughs> in and uh, is savior of every franchise apparently now. Yeah, uh, 
The Bears are three and zero now, and you would think, all right, at two and zero with Trubisky, you know, he wouldn't have that short of a leash, but he, you know, I, he's uh, just that bad. Like, listen, they barely beat the Giants. They should have lost the Lions. Yeah. Besides that miraculous fourth quarter. So when you think about it, Trubisky played what one good quarter this season? Yeah, the fourth quarter against the Lions. You know, that was it. And uh, Nick Foles, uh, he's 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 going to be the starter. I, I don't see, unless and he just comes out. injury just, or. Yeah, uh, which. I don't, you know. I don't think you can go back to Trubisky. I think I think they're done. done. That's uh, They didn't pick up the fifth-year option, right? I mean. As far as I know, yeah, no, This is his fourth and final year unless they give him a contract, which at this point they're not going to do. Uh, but. I want to I, I want to go back to, you know, we both have him as a biggest winner. I, I want to go back to biggest losers for a second. I want to know what you think about this. Biggest loser from last week, I have, and, you know, I'm, this is why I'm curious what you think because I I don't even know how to feel about it. I have Lamar Jackson on here because um. because his career has been great. He's an MVP, but between the playoffs, you know, big game last week, and he just looks. You know, whether it was the Chiefs had a great game, I don't know, but well, it just seems like you know in the in the big game, you know, the playoffs, he's zero two and he hasn't looked good. Um, you know, everybody was on the Ravens last week, and he just couldn't get it going. I mean, I mean, yeah, you bring up the zero and two, and they're zero and three against the Chiefs, which is that's bad, a team. That's a team you have to beat. It's to get to where you want to go. I mean, the issue is, do you think he has the receivers there though to come back from the lead? Because I see them playing Willie Sneed still. Yeah, Marquise Brown is he's good. Yeah, I, but I like I, him. He's not the, he's not a game breaker. I I project him more of a slot guy, more of a Z one receiver. I like. Obviously, I like him Andrews better. is yeah. one of the best tight ends in the league right now. Uh, you know, they have – they've got some good running backs. Offensive line is good. they got a good defense. I I don't know. I mean – I mean, it hurts. It doesn't – it, it definitely hurts the legacy. You have to figure it knocks him out of any MVP chance this year unless he puts up even insane num- more insane numbers than last year. Yeah, well, now, I mean, I think Russell Wilson's the favorite now. Yeah, Russell Wilson's the favorite now. And, and you then, know Mahomes is going to be there. Then you got Mahomes ahead of him, and Kyler's sort of taking that new lead of the quarterback that runs and can do everything. Yeah. Even after bad performance and it's last not, week. It's not, like the, it's not the same style as Lamar Jackson. You know, Kyler Murray is, I think he's, he's, a, throw, he's a thrower first. You know, he's a thrower first. He's got that baseball arm. He can throw the ball as hard as any, you know, him and Mahomes probably throw the ball harder than anybody, uh, which, you know, I, you know, Aaron Rodgers, he's, I don't know, watching him throw the ball, he doesn't, he like doesn't even move his arm and he gets enough speed on that thing to like throw it through a wall. <laughs> like, it's kind of amazing. He just flicks his wrist and the ball just, honestly, you know, it always looks like Rodgers is throwing off his back foot. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I think, yeah, that's just his style, I think, at this point, but he No, Mahomes is scary because it's something I've never seen before where 
easily he throws 70 yards just flicking his wrist, which is yeah, insane. I know. And so you see him pregame, and he's just like, you know, warming up, and he's throwing the ball a mile. It's crazy. Um, but speaking of Aaron Rodgers, I have him as a biggest winner this week. Okay. Uh, uh, I would agree with that. I mean, they're 3-0. No Devontae Adams makes Lazard look very good. Um, and then loses Lazard this week. Yep, Lazard is out this week, so... You know, we'll see if uh, if Adams plays, but uh, just torches the Saints. They're averaging 40 points a game. This is a much different Packers team than we saw last year. And I think part of it has to do with what you brought up, uh, you know, what the we talked about issues. earlier. Yeah, the <laughs> anger. You know, Rodgers now, he feels like he has something to prove, and he's proven it because he looks like, I think he has 10 touchdowns, one pick, uh, something something like that. Uh, but he's right at the. He seems like he's at the top of his game right now, and he's got. You know, you could argue he doesn't really have a supporting cast outside of Devontae Adams. I mean, they have a great run. You know, Aaron Jones is a very good running back, um, but outside of those two guys, I mean, what do they have? They're playing with two tight ends who, like, you know, I don't even know. I I don't even I don't know. Who pick them up off of the street. I don't know, but uh, he's doing a lot with not that much. Um, so. He's one of my. What do you got for another winner this week? I actually, I want to jump back to biggest loser, and okay. I'm gonna have to say the NFL because we talked about how COVID hasn't been an issue, but now it turns out week four, COVID is everywhere. Yep, Titans Steelers game postponed to week seven. Yes, um, seven players on the Titans have tested positive, and I think five assistants slash. Like staff personnel. Two more came back today, positive. So they've shut down the Titans facility. They can't meet and practice. So that's gonna hurt them. They're basically forced to take their bye week this week now. Yeah. And they're gonna be playing the rest of the way through the season with no breaks. I think it's gonna hurt them. This could be bad for the Titans. Uh, and it's bad for the NFL because there's only. So many times you can shift the schedule, and to be honest, it's not like baseball. We were talking about this before, where you can always get in a doubleheader the next day or, you know, in a week or two. But football, you can't you can't play games that close together. You need at least a five-day, five to seven-day break period. And I don't know how the NFL can survive one or two more breakouts, to be honest. No, like you said, there's only so much flexibility they have with the schedule. Uh, they had to move that game to week seven, and then they moved Pittsburgh-Baltimore to week eight. Uh, so, you know, y- there are teams that have that week four bye, but that creates, you know, if you do make the playoffs, you know, Pittsburgh Pittsburgh's looks good. I think they're 3-0, and right? They're 3-0? and Yes. Uh, they, they have postseason plans. Now you're talking about, you know, their schedule gets shifted around, so now they would potentially... They're, they're playing a lot of games in a row now without a bye week. I don't know when their bye week actually was scheduled for, but it obviously was not week four. I think it was week seven or eight. All right, so, well, it's got to be one of the yeah. two, right? So it was probably eight if they move Pittsburgh-Baltimore to week eight now. Um, so Because that one game getting canceled now screws up four different teams. Yeah, so... You had a bye, like, pretty much right where you want it, right in the middle of the season. You get a nice break in the middle, 
and then you hit that home stretch and uh now that's not the case i mean for both these teams both these teams are three and oh you know this could this could affect things down the road so uh, i agree and it seems like the last couple days or the last couple weeks actually we've had the nfl on the biggest loser (laughs) for for different reasons so uh hopefully we can you know get i I don't know i don't i don't know like you said it's hard it's hard to think about what might happen if if this i mean i don't like going into hypotheticals hopefully nothing else happens again but you gotta imagine it's probably going to yeah uh i think cases are back up across the u.s i mean the big news last night was uh, yeah, the U.S. president pre- tested positive. Yeah, president and first lady. So uh, obviously that's, you know, something that you, you would think if anybody was not going to get it, it would be him. But, uh, I don't you know. know. Some of the things that, he said, well, it yeah. definitely seems like he was tempting fate. Probably. You're probably right. Um, but, yeah, it's just a matter of time at this point, And you don't really want to... Th- it's just going to throw everything out of whack, like you said. It's it's not going to be a good situation. So you hope it doesn't happen, or that it affects your team. Because, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know the list of players that tested positive, but this, I don't think it was any big star yet. But I mean, you, it's not just like all right, you tested positive. We'll test you in a few days, and you're good. No, like normally it takes a couple weeks for the. You know, if you got tested, it, it might not show up right away. So that means that they probably had it. They, they're they using the rapid test. I don't know from what company. I know the White House is using Abbott Technologies rapid test, but uh, it's shown to give false negatives. Yeah. You know, there's a percentage. And you have that one false negative, and that person actually has it. And then... It just spreads. It spreads like wildfire. Well, you had, you know, you talk about baseball and how they can handle it with the double headers and all that. The Cardinals had the issue. The Cardinals and the Marlins, I think it was, yeah, were two teams that had issues. The Cardinals didn't play for like two and a half weeks. They were, they were. It was weird looking at the standings because everybody else played like thirty games. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Cardinals <laughs> only played seven because yeah. they were like four and three. Everybody else was, you know, fifteen and twelve, and. Uh, so, so this isn't something that, you know, is just a one week thing and then, all right, everybody will be good next week. No, that might not be the case because now you have, they played, you know, the Titans played who they played the, uh, um, the Vikings, the Vikings. Who luckily haven't had any positive tests yet. So if, you know, but again, you know, how, mm-hmm. ac- you know, how accurate is that? You don't know. Uh, so you hope that you hope that this isn't a, a recurring thing, but it looks like, it could potentially be an issue down the road. Um, so, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, there's nothing that they can really do about it. If they want to play the games, they chose to do this. Uh, they had to have contingency plans, which they obviously do, but it doesn't mean that it's going to work out well for everybody else in the league. So um, did you have any any winners you wanted to touch on? Um, I mean, to be honest, I just had the Bills because they're 3-0. I had the Bills too. It's uh-huh. just nice to for the Bills to be 3-0. I, I didn't look it up, but I assume it's the first time they've been 3-0 in a long time. Yeah, they have a legitimate chance to win this division. Uh, the Patriots are still very good, obviously. They beat up on the Vegas uh, Raiders. So, uh, you know, they're 2-1. and one. 
the other two teams, the Jets and the Dolphins, are defeated, right? Dolphin, uh, Dolphins you, don't have a win. Yes, they do. They beat, oh, they beat Jackson, the Jags. That's right. Yeah, that's right. All right, so it was a forgettable Thursday night game. It, I don't blame yeah. you. I'm it. I'm when the Bills and the Patriots play each other. I'm I'm very interested in that game because I want to see how the Bills hold up to kind of like you know the big brother uh, in the division. So you know, there's there's probably going to be some psychological factors involved. But I, the Bills, the Bills have a very good defense. Josh Allen, you know, you want to talk about potential MVP guys. Josh he, Allen's he's in up the running. There. Yeah, he's, he's up there. He's not you know on the same level as Russell Wilson right now. But hey, the team's three and zero, and he's killing it right now. Yeah, they've had some you know close calls, but their offense is kicking right now. They've there's they're scoring points. He's running around. He's throwing, you know, and and Stefan Diggs has been a a, a good a good welcomed thing for them, addition so. to that offense. They needed it that was what they needed. That deep ball threat. They needed that, and uh, so it's good to see them be successful. Bills fans have been through a lot, um, so it's good. I, I had them as a winner as well. So it looks like pretty much on the same page uh, this week with winners and losers. Uh, same takeaways overall. So. Let's move into, uh, actually. You want to play wanna, my little game? Yeah, let's do your do your little bit here. All with, right. Uh, so uh, right now it's Halloween season, but to be honest, Thanksgiving gets skipped now. There's no more Thanksgiving. It's basically you go straight into Christmas. So I was thinking to myself, if I was a 10 to 14-year-old, what would I be putting on my Christmas list for a jersey? And, and we went, I wanted to make it a little difficult, so I said, let's pick all the defeated teams. So you can only pick one, you can only pick one defeated team and a player from that team. Yeah, to buy his jersey, if you, to get you excited. And you want this jersey, obviously, to last you four years at least. So you have a chance for them to be good. Yeah, so you want this player to be good and still be on the team. Because well, we know <laughs> the NFL, how fast it changes these players. All right, Move so let's around. let's take a look. I am bringing up the – so let's let, let's list off the defeated teams. Okay? okay, we have Cincinnati at 0-2-1, Houston at 0-3, the New York Jets at 0-4, Atlanta at 0-3, Minnesota at 0-3, Philly 0-2-1, and the New York Giants at 0-3. All right, and we're not going to go with the New York teams? No, we are. Oh, we can. Okay. Well, I'm not because... No, no, no. you you got to pick a player from each of these teams. Oh, from each of the teams. Yes. Okay, yes. I thought it was just out of these teams. No, that'd be too easy. Okay. All right. All right, so which team do you want to start with? Let's start with Cincinnati since I thought this was the easiest one. I yeah, mean, you're getting uh, a Joe Burrow jersey. Yeah, you got to go. There's no question about it. You got to go Burrow if... You were going to go somebody else. Um, you can't go Mixon, can't go because, Mixon because then you know, there's off-the-field issues there. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Um, maybe Boyd. Mm, I kind of yeah. like him. He's he, he's come, you know, he's he's turned himself into one of the better, the, one of the better wide receivers. You can't go A.J. Green because he's probably no, not going to be on the team. He's probably done after this year, to be honest with you. So, But, uh, yeah, I thought Burrow was an easy choice. 821 yards on the season, five touchdowns, one pick. And to be honest, he's gotten them in every game. It's just you had the fat field goal kicker miss 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Randy yeah, Bullock uh, did fake, the, fake an injury. And the, oh, my calf. Oh, but I'll <laughs> next not week. too bad. I would have said, no, we don't want you back. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you, you can't really go with anybody besides Burrow on that team. Well, uh, Houston next I got on my list. All right, Houston. Uh, you know, I think it's it's easy. This is this might be another easy one. Yeah, so just this go with the quarterback. Yeah, you go with Deshaun Watson. He's locked up. I mean, and to be honest, he's basically doing like a prison sentence with Bill O'Brien as his head coach last GM, just trading away his players. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's a good point. I mean, look at look at Hopkins right now. Yeah, he's got he's got more catches than the next person by ten, I think. He's got 30. Yeah, he's. He has 32 catches. I mean, there's a chance he challenges Michael Thomas's record, who literally just broke the single season catching record last year. Well, he's on he's on pace right now to 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 be right around that number. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. And Murray just feeds him the ball. So uh, Hopkins definitely got the better of that. Uh, deal and O'Brien just I mean you trade him for David Johnson and what a third round pick or something second like round that? pick I mean come on um, yeah but yeah Deshaun Watson he's gonna be around for a long time so he's probably the choice okay here's the hard one we're gonna stay in the AFC the New York Jets uh, New York Jets you know what I you know you go with you, it's easy to look uh this is this is tough um you think of the younger guys. They drafted Nims, but he he hasn't, he hasn't even been played. on the field. Um, you look at the defense. You know, I kind of like Marcus May at safety, but That's a, like, that could right, be a solid he, choice. Is he going to be around? I don't know. Um, all right, I mean, give the fat boy some love, right? Go uh, Makai Becton. That's who I picked. I've kicked Makai Becton and. Your friends will make fun of you for having an offensive lineman jersey. I but, promise you that. <laughs> uh, he he's looked pretty good. I mean, he's hurt. He got hurt, and I think he tried to tough it out last week. I mean, he shouldn't have played. Because that was the other thing too. I was thinking, like, uh, I was actually this I was driving is your home. Future. The, yeah, I was driving home at the time, and I'm listening, and they're like, "All right, Makai Becton's not starting, but he's dressed." And then, so they of course the, the that player gets, gets hurt. hurt. And then they have to put Makai Becton in, and then he like immediately comes out. He couldn't play. He had what was it I'm a like, shoulder so or something? Why is he even dressed? Why do you have him dressed? Bring another offensive lineman in. Is, is that important? You're freaking zero and three, soon to be. You're not going anywhere. Why are you going to risk hurting him even more? And yeah, you know he's an offensive lineman. He's a big tough guy. He probably wants to be out there. But uh, another thing to hold against Gase, like yeah, why are you gonna why are you gonna do that? I mean, I'm sure he said, yes, I want to play, but... And now with Darno getting hurt... Yeah. With, he... the, with the shoulder falling, you know, getting slammed right on his shoulder, and then he comes right back in, basically, after, you know, a few plays, and now now he's There's... saying, all right, anything goes for Darnold. He, he, his quote, anything goes for Darnold, when they ask him about anything goes... What does that mean? I, what the hell does that mean? Is he good to go? Is he... Anything goes. Who, who knows? Is he going to start That's making? It's a problem when you hire somebody who thinks they're smarter than everybody else. Like you want, you want somebody who's smart. Like uh, someone who can take criticism and learn from their mistakes. Maybe it's just like, come on. That's basically that's basically all you can say. Um, but I mean, yeah, I I would go with uh, Becton or I do like Marcus May. Is he going to be on the team in a few? Years? I don't know. 
I think you those know, the, were the only the, two the choices. O, the, the other choice, easy, would have been Jamal Adams, but he got yes. traded. So, um, you know, whoever bought a Jamal Adams jersey, you know. Yeah, it sucks. That sucks, but all right, who you got next? Uh, let's go to Atlanta. I thought this one was kind of easy. Atlanta. Uh, you think of Calvin Ridley. That's who I picked. I picked Calvin Ridley. He's a good choice. Julio Jones. You know, he's a legend, future yeah. Hall of Famer. He might still be on the team. He could be. He looks, you know, like he's having some issues now. Uh, his his big thing was his speed, and now it's like, you know, yeah. is he yeah, he's starting he's to slowing lose down that a little step, bit? But I Matt think Ryan, he's faster on that turf. Still. I mean, Matt Ryan. I mean, he's getting up there too. So yeah, I think he's thirty four. Yeah, um, yeah. Calvin Ridley's good choice. I mean, they've got a couple good defensive players. Uh, what's their safety? Um, Keanu Neal. I kind of like him. I like safeties. You know, <laughs> I like safeties because they can kind of do it all for the most part. They have to be good at a little bit of everything. Um, linebacker. You know, they have Deion Jones, but I don't even I don't even know if he's even playing right now. Oh, I don't know. So I, I, I'm not <laughs> sure, but. Um, yeah, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, choice. I mean, 21 catches on the season, 349 yards, he's four got, touchdowns. He, so. I think he's leading the league in yards. Yeah, no, he's having so. a great season so far. Yeah. And he's only going to be in year six by the time our four-year moratorium is up to get a new jersey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. So they, they, they're going to – he's, he's going to be on that team. All right, and uh, – Oda. What year is Dalvin Cook in? Three? Is this his third year? Fourth? No, he won it. He got the contract extension. This was his fourth, I think. How many years? Off the, do you know off the top of your head? No, I think it was like a three or four year deal. Well, if it's if it's three or four years, then uh, yeah, I mean you can take it on the risk that I just don't trust don't running trust, backs trust to running be. Back, yeah. So a five year deal. Five year deal. Five year deal. Um, yeah. Five-year deal, $63 million, so uh, you got to think he's going to be there, but he's, I mean, he's the only guy. Uh, I don't, who else? I mean. I had uh, Adam Thielen as my choice. Okay. Or if you wanted to go defense, Donnell Hunter, who hasn't actually played yeah. yet this season. Uh, but I like him. He's, he's, he's a beast. He's got 54 and a half career sacks. I think he was the fastest, right? He yeah, he he got out there fast, and, you know, he could challenge uh, – I don't know what Minnesota's all-time sack record is, but he could challenge that. Yeah, um, he's and he's got that number 99 that everybody loves so much. He deserves that 99. Who's the night? We got a couple more, right? Who, yeah, who I got. we got two more. Philly. Philly. Hmm. I like Goddard. He's in his second year. I'd imagine that they're gonna that they would keep him around. because uh, Ertz is getting Ertz is getting a little bit older. And he's not under contract next year and he's having arguments with upper management about yeah. that. Yeah. I like Goddard on the offensive side of the ball. Uh if we're going away from quarterback. Wentz has been injury prone. Who knows what's gonna happen I, with him? You don't know week. if he's gonna survive this season, to yeah, be honest. I mean, they did draft the quarterback in the Nick, second I mean, round. I mean, there's no Nick Foles, you know. There's so I, 
Nick Foles is the reason why they won the Super Bowl, and I know he, you know, Carson Wentz was having an MVP yeah, he type was. year before he got hurt, but he hasn't been the same since. He's looked lost at times. Um, so I would go with Goddard on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, you know, uh, Derek Barnett. He, I like Derek Barnett. He's a good D end, uh, young guy. Fletcher uh, Fletcher Cox is an is Fletcher Cox is um, he's a little older. Yeah. He's solid. Who you got? Uh, this one's gonna shock you, but uh, give me a Greg Ward Jr. jersey. Greg Ward Jr. He is the only wide receiver that stays healthy on this team. Um, he's the only active wide receiver this week that is healthy because Deshaun Jackson was just ruled out today. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Greg. Greg Ward is like what he was. He, the, he was a college quarterback. He's never gonna be. St- Amazing, but he's he's always going to be that guy, that fourth wide receiver that you just keep on your roster forever. Yeah, and he's young. What is he? Is he's only twenty five. It's third year, probably. Yeah, I just remember. I remember what was he quarterback like San Diego State or something? Nah, like University that? of Houston when they yeah, were good. Uh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, they used to put up like yeah, fifty points 50, a game. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, yeah, that's a that's a that's a good pick. And like it, he pick. just fits that Eagles mentality. You know, he's that tough, you know, tough wide receiver in the slot. Um, obviously, you literally know, you learned think, how to play a new position in the NFL, and yeah, just, he, he probably understands the game pretty well. If he, you know, was a quarterback at one point, he probably thinks differently. So, I mean, in ten career games, he's got forty-two catches, three hundred sixty-two yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah, so it's not bad. <laughs> he's serviceable. I would, you know, it'd be nice if he was on the Giants. Um. Speaking of Giants, let's jump to them. Oh, yeah. Good good segue right there. I didn't even plan that. Um, all right. The Giants. I'm not getting a Daniel Jones jersey. I, I am not either. Um, can't go Barkley. Nope. Oh, man. Um, defensively, I like Blake Martinez. I do too, but uh, Will Hernandez. He, but he's kind of getting on my nerves a little bit lately. I feel like he's not living up to his potential. Thomas, the tackle that they took, Dalvin Thomas. Okay, no, um, the Andrew. Thomas. Oh, Andrew, Andrew Thomas. Thomas. Uh, too many Thomases. <laughs> um, what about uh, Zaminus? Zamines. Oh, the X Man. How do you say X Man? Yeah. I like him. Okay. I like um, him, and he's young. I think he's only in his second year. Yeah, he was a third-round pick last year. I like him. He's, he stood out. The last game we watched, he stood out to me. Um. Okay, I like that choice. I'm going to go uh, James Bradbury. He's only under contract for three years, but if he keeps playing like this, I would assume he's going to get an extension. He's 27, so he'll be... 31 on our four-year moratorium. But, uh, I mean, he leads the NFL in pass breakups and has an interception. So, I think that was Dave Gettleman's best signing. Yeah, I like it. And uh, this is the first time in a while that, you know, they had Jenkins, who was good the first couple years and really fell off. Uh, Didn't really seem like he wanted to be here. But it's the first first time in a while that you could say the Giants have two legitimate corners. Um, yeah, I mean, Logan Ryan, I'd probably project more as a safety. Yeah, well, I mean, he he, he can come up, and t- that's one thing that you could say about Patriots corners. They'll come up and tackle, uh, so I like him. 
Um, but he's only a one-year deal. You cannot pick him to. No, 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 no. But I, you know, just going off of what you were saying, you know, as far as secondary goes, um, so you wouldn't get uh even though he's not, you wouldn't get a DeAndre Baker jersey just for the hell of it. Um, I don't think they sell those anymore. <laughs> Probably sell them for. Uh, you can get one for like a dollar. I'm, I'm sure some people have them because he was a first round draft pick. So I yeah, guarantee you, people have them. Waste. What a waste. Imagine Daniel Jones doesn't work out, and you look at that draft, and you're like, "All right, Daniel Jones, six overall, nothing. Baker, you traded up to get him. Yeah, seventeenth was uh, Dexter Lawrence, who, who uh, is a man child, man. but. He's just – he's a three technique. What about Leonard Williams? Would you get a Williams jersey? I would rather <laughs> – Would you rather – All right, how about – would you rather have a Daniel Jones – well, it's probably an easy choice. You'd probably rather have Daniel Jones yes. than Leonard Williams, right? All right, so – I will give Williams credit. He has played yeah, a, a lot better. A sack. Yeah, he might have two sacks on the season. But wow. He, impressive. He, he's played a lot better this season, so I can't complain. But he wants that big contract, and we don't need – that no, position. No, we do not. Can we spend that money somewhere else, please? Um, All right. Uh, I just thought so that yeah. was a fun little exercise. Well, I, I, I know you mentioned it to me. I didn't know that. that <laughs> I like how you, you did every team because that's every losing that, team. That was that was difficult. But uh, um, let's let's jump into week four and look at some fantasy. We'll run through this and then we'll get to our picks. Yeah, uh, let's bang out our uh, DK picks for the week. So let's start with our quarterbacks. Why don't you go ahead? Give us your lock and your sleeper for uh, week four. Okay, uh, my lock, I'm going to go with uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, can you tell me, until he has a bad game, you cannot play Russell Wilson as your starting quarterback. No, he's, um, you know, we talked about it, MVP uh, conversation for sure, if not the front runner, and 7,800 on still, still cheaper than Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and uh, 14 touchdowns, one interception. Yeah, he's on he's on pace to uh to he's averaging 36.3 points a game. Yeah, he's on pace to break the uh touchdown record, right? Yes. He has the most touchdown passes in the first 3 games ever. Yep. So, uh 4 5 and 5. And against the he's still getting a couple rushing yards too, about 20 plus a game. So, I mean, yeah. Uh he's playing the Dolphins this week who are the worst red zone defense in the NFL. And they allow 8.8 yards per play against the pass this season. Yeah, the only thing I'd be worried about in this game is, you know, them just trying to run the ball. But, but like Chris said, Carson's hurt? Chris Carson's out. And even if Russell Wilson doesn't have 300 passing yards, he'll probably still have four touchdown passes because he's just so good in the red zone. And like you said, Miami's defense is just awful. Um. So, who do you got for sleeper? My sleeper is Matthew Stafford at fifty nine hundred. Okay. Against uh, the Saints D. Yeah, that Saints D is uh bad. They're twenty seventh in points allowed, 29th in passing touchdowns allowed, and thirtieth in red zone touchdowns allowed, percentage wise. All right. So that's um. That's and a, that's all. That's all the reason you need. It's pretty clear with Kenny Galladay back. That offense is a lot different. Yeah, Kenny Galladay, Adrian Peterson still running the ball. We talked about him. They got the rookie Swift. Um, so they're, they're, they're committed more to the run, and I, I like that pick. It's a good pick. Um, my lock this week, 
I I was kind of I was kind of weird this week. I don't I don't know I don't know why, but my lock this week is Joe Burrow, sixty three hundred. So he's a little bit more expensive than uh, in the past weeks, and for good reason. The last two games, he has three hundred plus yards and a total of five touchdowns, no interceptions. The last two games, he just looks good, and uh, it's obvious that the Bengals have no problem letting him throw the ball a million times. No, uh, I think we said before, five touchdowns, one interception on the season, 851 yards, so you got to be happy with that. He's got um, the last two games he has over 100 pass attempts. So they're just letting him throw the ball. And, you know, he's got good good connection with Boyd. Uh, A.J. Green is uh, is getting up there, so nothing really there, but – uh, he just, you know, he's throwing the ball around. And he's not making mistakes. Wish I could say the same about Daniel Jones. <laughs> but uh, my sleeper this week, and I'm, I'm going to hate myself for picking this guy, but my sleeper is Mayfield. Oh, uh, you're going <laughs> to hate yourself. You're going to have to watch this game now. And Dallas's secondary is 31st against QBs, fantasy points per game. You know that they're going to put up points on this Browns team, which means Mayfield's going to have to throw the ball. It's just a matter of if he can do it without making a million freaking mistakes. Um, which is, I know is asking a lot, but they do have weapons, OBJ, Hooper. Uh, you know, they should be able to run the ball against this team. That should open up some some uh, some downfield throws to OBJ, Jarvis Landry. They have the weapons. It's just he's got to freaking execute. And the Browns are 2-1. and one. So, you know, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know <laughs> uh, despite, you know, the, the bad play from him at times. So I like Mayfield as my sleeper. He's 5,800. Um you know, uh, not much. I don't think there's much risk. I think he should have his points at the end of the day. So um, he's my sleeper. How about running back? Running back, I'm going to go uh, Devin Singletary. Okay. Uh, Zach Moss has been limited all week. He missed last week. And to be honest, if Zach Moss is out, Singletary should have a big game. Last week he had 71 yards rushing, four catches for 50 yards. And he's got 11 catches out of the backfield this season yeah Singletary seems like he's taken that role and now he's uh he's got a firm grip on it uh the way that the Bills play with the you know RPO style works well for him and and I think Josh Allen definitely hurts him in the red zone but the Raiders are a bad defense yeah yeah, they're not. Uh, we saw it last know, week with uh, Burkhead going off for three touchdowns. Burkhead and Sony Michelle, I think, had over 100 yards yes, as did. well, on only like 12 carries or something like that. So, uh, yeah, that's a that's a good pick. What about your sleeper? My sleeper is going to be uh, going against the Giants here, Darnell Henderson Jr. at 5800. I do, I like him this week. Yeah, he uh, should kill the Giants because Cam Akers is out. And that Giants defense loves to give up late in the second half. You saw it against the 49ers where they just started running all over them when they were down uh, 20 points. Yeah, uh, that's that's going to be a that's going to be a bloodbath that game uh, for the Giants. Yeah, uh, Henderson has touchdowns in back to back games this season, which gives me confidence he's going to go for another touchdown this week at least. At least one, you would think. Um, yeah, those are good picks. I like that. Fifty eight hundred, still pretty cheap for a running back, uh, and you're getting good value. Um, you know he's going to get volume. So, uh, my lock this week, after a crazy game last week with forty four, you know, fantasy points, is Kamara. Uh, he's eight thousand. He's the most expensive uh, running back, uh, but 
again, going up against this Detroit Lions defense, and I think you could get him at pretty low ownership because he's eight thousand. Uh, but this Saints de- this Saints offense doesn't do anything without him. No, and he, you saw uh, like it didn't matter like. <laughs> When Last Drew Brees week, is, what, averaging like four yards downfield per throw or something? Yeah. He had 13 catches last week for 139 yards, I think. And he had that crazy touchdown where the they just couldn't tackle him. Um, so he's in a position right now where kind of like at the big, like two years ago when he just went off fantasy-wise, uh, I think that you might see that again this year based on how the Saints offense wants to run things. So. He's averaging 36 fantasy points per game. Um, I, I don't see how you can go wrong with picking him. My sleeper this week was kind of interesting. I went with James White uh, for the for the Pats. I think, you know, obviously Burkhead has stepped in and he's done really well. But James White has been out the last couple of weeks and he's coming back. I think he's coming back um, after his parents uh, were involved in a car accident. Yeah, so... You know, he's 5,200. I think I think he is going to take that role back. They've kind of went with J.J. Taylor uh, for that, you know, pass catching third down back. They put Burkhead in there, obviously, and he killed it. Um, so, you know, Burkhead's success might might be an issue there. But I think, I think he could be a sneaky play. I think he could be a sneaky play. The one game that he did play week one, he had eight-plus fantasy points. Uh, three catches, 30 yards. Um, that's his game, and I could see him helping out Cam Newton, um, you know, with what they want to do offensively. So he's a sneaky play for me. I, I wouldn't go too crazy with him, but uh, I might throw him in a couple lineups. How about wide receiver? Okay, uh, I'm going to go with my uh, stack strategy, and I'm going to leave it up to you guys who you want to pick, Metcalf or Lockett, or both. Who cares? <laughs> might as well go both. Uh, that's what I've been doing, honestly, and I have placed pretty well Yeah. in uh, the Millionaire Maker with that lineup. I mean, Metcalf, he got 12 catches, 297, and three touchdowns. Lockett, 24 catches, 259, and four touchdowns. Yeah. No, you can't do much better than, uh, you know, you can't so, get much uh, better yeah, receiving duo. Yeah. It's, Metcalf is uh, $200 cheaper than Lockett, so if you're tight for money, you go Metcalf. But uh, to be honest, I don't think it really matters. No, I don't. Th- I don't think the only, the only thing that's different really is the number of catches. Metcalf has been consistent at four. Uh, Lockett is a little bit more, uh, typically. I mean, to be honest, I think Byron Jones is probably going to lock up on Metcalf. I yeah. think he's the more fearful wide receiver to opposing defenses. So uh, maybe go Lockett, but uh, to be honest, I'm probably going to be playing both. Yeah, why not? Right. Uh, what about your sleeper? My sleeper is going to be Randall Cobb. I was looking at him and I was interested in him. He had a solid game last week. Uh, what was it? Four catches, 95 yards, one touchdown. Targeted four times, so he caught every target. And they're going up against Minnesota. And this Houston team has not found a way to run the ball yet, even against a bad defense of Minnesota, so I think they're going to have to move the ball through the air. And I like Randall Cobb going against that uh, young secondary out there. Yeah, I think you can see as the weeks have gone on, his involvement has gotten, you know, Watson is more comfortable with Cobb, and uh, I was looking at him as well. I thought he he might be a good uh, you know, good sleeper pick. 
Um, so I, I like that. I like that. Watson's got to throw to somebody, right? Uh, so that's a good pick. My lock this week for wide receiver is Mike Evans, 6,400. Uh, last game that Godwin, uh, you know, two weeks ago when Godwin was out, he went for seven catches, 104, and a touchdown on 10 targets. I think I I like could, a stat line last week. Do you know a stat line from last week? What do you have, like one for 11 or something like that? Two catches, two touchdowns. Oh. I think it was two yards. Two catches, two yards, two touchdowns? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I mean Brady likes him in the red zone, and why not? He's a big target. Uh, get him the ball. Uh, so I like him this week with Godwin out again. Uh, lock him in. And my sleeper this week, I went with the stack with my quarterback lock in Burrow. I'm going A.J. Green. Uh, 5,500. He's averaging nine targets. Okay? He's getting the targets. He has, I think, the most contested catches this season, which you think, oh, that's a great stat, but... In theory, that probably down with it. yeah no he is coming down with it. He leads the league in contested catches, but okay. it's okay, probably because he's not getting any separation anymore. No, he's not getting any separation. But this Jacksonville defense doesn't really scare anybody. I think Burrow's just going to throw all over him, and you know you just need you just need him to get in the end zone. I mean he's going to get in the end zone at some point. Why not against this Jacksonville team? He does look old and kind of you know he looks. He he just looks like he's not you know he's not the AJ Green that we're used to seeing but uh, I like him nine targets average Burrow wants to get him the ball uh, so I could see something something cooking this week between the uh, quarterback and and AJ Green so how about tight end I haven't hit on tight end at all so what do you got I'm gonna go with uh, Darren Waller as my lock I mean last week was a horrible week two catches nine yards only targeted four times. In week two, he was targeted 16 times. If the Raiders want to have a chance to beat this Bills offense, they got to throw the ball and score some points. And Henry Ruggs is doubtful for this game, so the speedster's out again. But the way to attack this Bills offense is over the middle in in between uh, the safeties. And I like Waller. They're going to have to figure out a way to get him involved this game. Well, you know that that was probably a uh, pro- product move. of Belichick taking away, you know, your best weapon, and uh, he is, you know, you could argue he's their 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 best offensive weapon. You know, him and Josh Jacobs are right there, so uh, you know, you can kind of take that game with a grain of salt and say, all right, you know, it was Belichick. He's good at scheming for that kind of stuff. So uh, I do like that pick. What about sleeper? Sleeper, um, I'm going to go cheap here and go uh, Kyle Rudolph. That's interesting. I didn't see that coming. 3,300. Houston is horrible against the tight end. That they are. They give up the 31st uh, fantasy points at tight end position, and he's only got four catches on the season and one touchdown, but I'm just looking at him to fall in the end zone this game, to be honest. Yeah, get that, like, you know, play action, standing all alone in the back of the end zone, you know, one-yard touchdown catch. Yeah, basically. Basically what he did against the Saints in the playoff game. Yeah. What do you we have two touchdowns that game? Something uh, like that? I don't sure. remember, to be honest with I'm you. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting sleeper pick. Uh, he was not on my radar. So that's uh, – you definitely dug deep there. Uh, my lock for tight end this week is uh, TJ Hawkinson. He – is what did I write here? 
uh, when Stafford, he's the second highest tight end targeted uh, passer rating wise. So when he is thrown to, he's coming down with he's that coming ball. down with the ball. He's averaging twelve fantasy points per game. Um, five catches week one, four week two, four week three. Um, he's, so he's getting some targets, yardage. He's at over fifty yards each game. Uh, he had a touchdown week one. I mean, this is the game. New Orleans, 32nd against the uh, tight ends. So they're dead last against tight ends uh, through the first three weeks fantasy-wise. Um, and I don't really see the Lions being able to run the football. So I think, you know, to, to go with your Stafford play, I think they're, they're not really going to be able to run the ball. They're going to have to throw, and he's going to be the uh, beneficiary of that. So I like him this week at 4,800, my sleeper going to go to the the uh the guy who's kind of becoming a household name here mo ali cox mo ali cox yeah philip philip rivers he loves would, him he would be a fun jersey to get just he to have be. cox on the back he would be he would be um that's why i was thinking fletcher cox it's oh, you know, that's a good so, choice um but you know rivers likes him he's very athletic and the Bears have allowed a uh, touchdown to tight end in two or three games so far. Let me get... Uh, what is it? Um, Michael Pittman's out this game, and yep. so is another Colts wide receiver. Um, is it uh, Paris Campbell? Is he yes. still out? So, yeah, so that's why he's probably getting the volume that he's getting. Last two games uh, combined, he has eight catches for 161 yards and a touchdown. So, he, you know, Phillip Rivers is looking for him. He's athletic. You know he's a he's a tough matchup for uh, for the safety and to be honest, um, you know Malcolm Jenkins looks pretty old out there for the Saints at safety. So I think he's gonna have a, a trouble locking him down. Let's finish up with defense and then we'll uh, give you our week four picks and get out of here. So what do you uh, what are you feeling for defense? I mean, how can you not go the Rams against the Giants? Yeah. Uh I think the San Francisco 49ers had 16 points last week, according to DraftKings. Uh, the Giants can't score. They can't do anything. Daniel Jones is obviously going to give you at least one, maybe two turnovers. And Aaron Donald uh, is going to eat that interior offensive line, and it's going to be a dangerous game. You know what? I'm curious. Cause we talked about this last week with Aaron Donald. And well, did you see how he just tackled Josh Allen last week with one arm? Yeah. And you would have to say Josh Allen is probably the strongest quarterback in the NFL currently. Probably, probably. Um, I think we didn't we do like an over under on his sacks, and we did. I think we did three. He had two sacks last week. So I was uh, I was got close. Then. I think um, I think he's gonna have a similar game, Daniel Jones. Oh, let's do it again. Over under on fumbles, Daniel Jones. Over uh, over under one and a half. I'm gonna I'm go, go under, but he's gonna have one fumble. I'm gonna go. I think he's gonna have at least two fumbles in this game. Um, Does the other team have to recover both fumbles? No. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess yeah. Turnover, turnovers through the mm-hmm. fumble variety. Uh, I'm going to go with two, mainly because Aaron Donald, I think, is just going to have his way with this offensive line. I'm going to go with one fumble, two interceptions. All so, right, so three turnovers. Three turnovers. I, I, I agree. If I'm going two fumbles, I'm definitely going one pick. So, um, yeah, I like that. Uh, I'd, I'd take that bet. What about your sleeper? My sleeper is going to be Seattle. 
they have uh, not been great on defense. In fact, giving out the most yards in the NFL currently. But uh, I just don't trust this Miami defense. That offensive line for Miami is bad. And you know Fitzpatrick is gonna. He's gonna give you one. Have a couple. So. He's, he's gonna give you at least one, and hopefully you return it for the to the house. Yeah. They're gonna score some points. They'll give up some points. But you just need that one pick six, and your defense has made it worthwhile for you. So yeah. I'm gonna go with Seattle. All right. Uh, finish up with my with my defense lock and sleeper. Uh, my lock. I'm just going right back to the Bucks defense. I had them as my lock last week, and they they put up 18 points. Uh, very good week for them defensively. Uh, only gave up 10 points, two picks. They had six sacks. They're getting after the quarterback right now. Last two weeks, they have 11 sacks, and they had the safety. So uh, going up against Herbert, rookie quarterback. Uh, and I also like that the fact that, you know, Brady, the way that he plays now, he likes to control the clock. Um, so, uh, you know, I could see the defense. The defense has been fresh. Uh, la- last week against Carolina, they put up 14 points. So, Last two weeks combined, 32 points. That's that's, that's very good. impressive. I think they are second in DVOA right now on defense. Yeah, they're 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 looking pretty good. They're feeling it, uh, getting after that quarterback. So, uh, and they're 30 3400. So they're nothing crazy, not in that top tier according to DraftKings. Uh, my sleeper here, I'm going with the Chiefs against the Pats. Okay, I think, interesting uh, choice. Yeah, I think you know the Chiefs defense. Uh, they've been solid. I mean, week one, seven points. Week two, five points. Week, week three, seven points. Uh, they've given up exactly 20 points in all three games so far. <laughs> and, uh, they, you know, they get after the quarterback, too. I like, I like the way they played against Lamar Jackson. And, uh, you know, they're just, they're just solid. For, you know, for 3,200, uh, if you can get seven points out of your defense, that's pretty good. I like that. So I'll take, I'll take the Chiefs as a sleeper. Uh, Cam Newton make a couple mistakes and uh, and go from there. So those are our week four fantasy picks. Uh, you know, Austin, you know, I think we've kind of alternated weeks here. Week one was for you. Week two, I might have done a little bit better. And week three, last week, you just... Uh, we'll have to start uh, creating a spreadsheet, see uh, who's picking what better position so then we can make yeah. a combined team and uh, win some series. Create, so. create a super team here. Uh, I can tell you right now, I'm I'm... Count me out for tight ends because I can't I can't seem to get it right, but uh, uh, that's not a bad idea. We'll we'll look into that. Um, so let's finish up with our week four picks before we close out. Uh, I will I'll let you go first this week. Okay, yeah, you're in the lead now. So uh, I'm gonna go with my double down right away and give me Seattle minus six. I like that pick. Uh, playing the Dolphins here. Seattle's just on fire. Chris Carson's out this week, it looks like. But, I mean, when Russell Wilson's throwing five touchdowns a game, uh, how can the Dolphins keep up with that? Yeah, I um, when I was looking at the lines, you know, th- some of the games, this, th- there's some weird games and this week. There's some uh, college football spreads uh, yeah. in the NFL this week. And I actually like some of them. Uh, but I, I, was, I was surprised that Seattle was, you know. Only six, six I guess, I mean, coming they're, back they're to the East the road, Coast. Yeah. They're on the road, um, but yeah, you can't you can't pick against Russell Wilson right now. He's just too hot, um, and they just beat the Cowboys by a touchdown. So uh, that's a that's a good pick. I like that. Uh, my double down this week is going to be uh, the Rams against the Giants. The Rams are minus thirteen. This is one of those college spreads. 
Rams, I don't I don't see how they can't they don't win by at least two, two touchdowns. touchdowns. Yeah, I just don't see it. Isn't that sad? Uh, you know, the Rams are healthy. Goff, Woods, Cup, um, Henderson, you know, Higby. Like, there's just too much going on. And the Giants, with how they've looked offensively, they just look like they don't know what they're doing right now. And Donald is going to freaking – he's going to destroy this offensive line. The Giants can't run the football. And I just don't I just don't see how the Giants keep it close. So that's my double down. Giants – or, I'm sorry, uh, Rams minus 13. Okay. Uh, my second pick, I'm going to go Arizona minus three and a half. It seems like uh, just last week, I think Arizona was a seven-point favorite over the Lions. And when you think about it, the Lions should be two and one on the year, re- realistically. Yeah. The Lions have played pretty well all season, and I don't see anything in Carolina that scares me that... Uh, Arizona can't just dominate this game and win easily. I mean, yeah. Murray's did do for a bounce-back game. They've got the firepower there. It's just a matter if their defense shows up. I know Hopkins is questionable right now. He hasn't practiced all week. He's going to play. He's going to play. I think that's his usual thing. Yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll play. He's been around a long time. He doesn't necessarily need to practice. And him and Murray have a connection already, obviously, so I think they'll be all right. Um, my second pick here is going to be the Eagles plus seven at the 49ers. Uh, the 49ers are still injury riddled. They're still, yep, they're going to be injury riddled for a long time. I think the Eagles are a team that, you know, I could see the 49ers definitely win. I, the 49ers, uh, I think, you know, we talk about all the struggles that Wentz has had. I just want to see if. Um, I mean, both teams is, are like uh, the walking wounded here. Where's um? Yeah, Garoppolo's out again, so he's been ruled out. Mostert's out again. Uh, Mostert's Kittle out. might be back. Yeah, I, I just I like I like them. I think this is a good matchup for the Eagles uh, because they they have a pretty good run defense, and that's what the Forty ers want to do. They were able to do that to the Giants, so I, I think I think the Eagles are going to keep this game close. I I, I, just, I just think a touchdown's too much for these teams right now. The, the the injuries the 49ers have, the Eagles are very you know they're underperforming, um, but you know they had a 17 nothing lead on the Redskins and then they just fell apart. And um, plus seven, I like it. Hey, uh, I'm going to go with my third pick at Detroit plus three. Detroit's at home. I mean, no real home field advantage anymore, but what have you seen from the Saints that makes you think they should be favored on the road at all? It's really just that first game against the Bucs where they put up 30-plus, you know. I haven't seen anything from Drew Brees to make me think that he's still a capable NFL quarterback. That trickery's gone. It's just, can the Lions slow down Kamara? I mean, Michael Thomas is coming back. That does scare me a bit, but it'll be a nice Ohio State versus Ohio State matchup between uh, Thomas and Okuda. I don't think they ever played together. No, I don't, I don't think so, but still an interesting storyline. Uh, it does scare you with Thomas and Kamara on the field now, but uh, yeah. I mean, I'm just I, not afraid of Drew Brees anymore, yeah. so that's what I'm banking on, and that uh, Saints defense is horrible. 
I think is, I said before that yeah. they were the 27th ranked defense. That that's fair. That is fair. Um, yeah, that's that's an interesting pick. I think I think if you were to uh, wait on that line, I feel like you might be able to get a little bit more. You might even get that half point. I think you might get you know plus three and a half, plus four. Uh, I could definitely see that happening as people, you know, uh, look at Michael Thomas and Kamara getting on the field at the same time. Um, just that factor alone, I think you could wait a little bit and get that extra half or full point. Um, my third one here is going to be the Cowboys minus four and a half at home against the Browns. Uh, the Browns defense, I really haven't seen much from them. Uh, gave up 30 to the Bengals. Uh, Who did they play last week? The Browns. The Browns played someone that they tried to give away the game to. Yeah, let's see. The Browns defense. They're they played the Redskins. Alright. So they they played well. They had three picks, but that's against freaking uh Dwayne Haskins <laughs> who can't throw. So Who know, might single handedly be keeping the Redskins back from winning the division. Yeah, that I don't know what's worse, like to look at the Giants and say, well, you know, look at what they look at the chance they have or to look at the Redskins and say, all right, well, if, you know, I guess they're both kind of in the same boat. But uh, I like the I like the the uh, Cowboys to just score at will against this team. And um, yeah, I like I like the four and a half. Cowboys have been right there every game so far. So uh, give me Cowboys four and a half. Okay. Um, last one, and then we last one each, and then we get to our head to head. Yeah. Um, I will take the Ravens minus thirteen and a half here. Okay. Uh, I just wanted the other huge spread game, and, and we just talked about how bad Dwayne Haskins is, and that's literally my reasoning. It's Lamar Jackson is going to kill the Redskins. Uh, Chase Young's out this game. And so the Ravens will get up big, and then I have no fear that Dwayne Haskins is going to come and give you a backdoor cover. So that's my reason. Yeah, no, that's good. I think Ravens is going to lock it down, and Lamar Jackson's probably a little piff after last week, so I could see him going off uh, as well. So that 13.5 doesn't really scare me away too much, as long as it stays under 14. Uh, I like that, two touchdowns. Um Last one here before the head-to-head, I will go with the Vikings at the Texans. Vikings are plus four. Uh, this is kind of like your, your Saints thing. Why are the Texans getting four points? They're 0-3. <laughs> I mean, the Vikings haven't really looked much better, but... Uh, they should get Danell Hunter back this week as far as what I've seen. Yeah, I'm going to go... I'm just going to go with the team that has more weapons. Um where are the the Vikings? They're both they're both zero and three, so somebody's got to win. I just think I you know the Texans haven't shown me anything where they're gonna if they are gonna win they're gonna blow anybody out, and the Vikings with Dalvin Cook and Thielen and and that I I like. Uh, to me, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a low scoring, you know, maybe not low scoring, <laughs> but this is gonna be two teams. Right, the, the Vikings are going to try to run the football, and they've been successful. Last week, Cook went off. I think I think they're going to try to slow the game down and uh, try to possess the ball a little bit, get Kirk Cousins in some play action. 
I don't know if the Vikings are going to win, but I think it's going to be a close game. I just I don't trust the Texans, especially late in the game. They might be up 14 <laughs> points, and then they're going to they're well, going to give up a quick, you know. Well, they'll have no timeouts left somehow midway through the third quarter. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, so yeah, I just I don't trust Bill O'Brien with a four point spread any day of the week. Um, so, and the Vikings have underperformed. So I, I think that you know they're I think they're better than what the what they've showed so far. So we'll see, but I'll take the plus four. All right, so let's get to the head-to-head. Uh, this is probably the best game on the slate. Yeah, this is the uh, national 4 o'clock game at 425. It's, I think I'm going to pick this week because I lost last week and I got killed. So take the uh, Patriots plus 7 against the Chiefs. All right. I will uh, – I, I like the you, Chiefs. You can't complain about taking the can't Chiefs. Can't complain about it. <laughs> I think – you know, obviously we talked about Belichick and the way he schemes. Uh, there's just too many guys to try to take away here. You, know, uh, you take away Kelsey, then you have Tyreek Hill, Hardman. You have uh, Edwards Hilaire now. Um, I just think there are too many to take away, and I think the way the Chiefs defense is playing that they're going to be able to. If cover. anyone can take it away, I have faith in Bill Belichick because he has a career record of 6-2 and two against Andy Reid. Okay. That's, uh, that's a, good, it's a good reason. They know each other well. A negative stat is, though, Belichick's only given up 40-plus points three times. Uh, I think it's six times in his career as a head coach in the Patriots. Yeah. And three of them belong to Andy Reid. So it's a little it's a little <laughs> give and take. You just, you know. But uh, he's proven he can beat him, and he might be Andy Reid's kryptonite. Yeah. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me if the Patriots pulled something dirty and <laughs> messed up his, uh, fogged up his mask again. The next team to get coronavirus is going to be the <laughs> Chiefs Saturday night. It's going to be half the team is positive <laughs> for corona. Um, He's going to fake all the it tests. Is, yeah, it is a big spread, you know, a full touchdown, but... That's what I like. I think the Patriots are going to try to slow it down and use that run game to yeah. control the clock. No, they, they definitely want to slow it down. And the defense, you know, obviously the Pats defense is very good. Um, you know, I... I just I'm okay taking the Chiefs until, you know they did they didn't cover against the uh, Chargers, the Chargers. Um, but that was just kind of a weird game. You brought it up. Maybe they were just trying to hold back. But this is a this is a game. You know, could you could you get a little hangover from last week in the big the big matchup against the Ravens? I could? think you can because they're on a short week too because it was a Monday night game. Yeah, I'm kind of talking myself out of it right now. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's already we already locked it in. That's the head to head. Um, so, uh, let's go. You got to get back on the winning, winning track here. Yeah. I got to get back. Um, I'm doing very well in, uh, DFS this year, so I can't complain money wise. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're probably, if not a, you, if not ahead, then you're definitely even, um, up a couple hundred. I know. Well, I just, just, you Um, know, throwing the two together. Oh yeah. You're you're definitely, uh, I'd say you're probably ahead. So if you're a couple hundred ahead, so, um, yeah, let's keep it going. I'm feeling pretty good, nine and six overall, and uh, you know we'll keep it rolling into week four. So yeah, um, look for us on Twitter at uh, Squaring Up the Sharp. Uh, square, square, square the Sharp is Square Twitter. the Sharp is yeah. It's kind of weird, right? Yeah. Uh, Twitter, you can't have too many characters in there. So Square the Sharp on Twitter. Instagram is Squaring Up the Sharp. Full name Squaring Up the Sharp. And if you want to reach us at uh, Squaring Up the Sharp at Gmail dot com. Yep. We got all those platforms going. So, you know, we've been tweeting out some of our bets. I got freaking, I got really 
taken for a ride on uh, Monday night with the with the over fifty four and a half. Yeah, put, a, put a little over one. a unit on that, and I felt so good. Felt so good at halftime. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Fourth quarter, I'll just be able to sit here. I should have known better. <laughs> Thirty seven points in the first half, seventeen in the second half. And uh, so that's just the way it works sometimes. It's not for it's not for the faint of heart. So yeah, um, look for uh, competition. Uh, me and my girlfriend are going uh, head-to-head in DFS this season. She and beat you last week? She murdered me last week. <laughs> so uh, she won some serious money for me, but uh, it's my money, so I can't complain. We didn't, we didn't talk about that, and we should have, but let's see what happens <laughs> this week. If she beats you again, then, we're definitely uh, going to be talking about I it. I might be banned from the podcast, and she might yeah. be your new co-host. <laughs> yeah. With her donkey picks, uh, yeah, of uh, Rex Burkhead, Rex freaking Burkhead, yeah. Even, uh, even the, what was her other one? The mere bird. Oh yeah, he yeah. Had, had three thousand wide receiver uh, had seven points. Yeah, so anytime you could do that, I mean, <laughs> you're doing something right. So uh, if if she does beat you again, then we're gonna talk about it. So that's our that's our week four uh, preview show uh, for this week and. Again, look out for us on Instagram and Twitter at Squaring Up the Sharp on Instagram, Square the Sharp on Twitter. Uh, let us know what you think, and we will see you next week for Week Five action. Hopefully, no more postponements. Uh, full Week Five slate, hopefully, and we'll see you then. Here's, Here's to, to squaring, squaring up the sharp. sharp.